Good evening, family. How's everybody doing today on this beautiful Thursday? Nice day. Not many clouds, little sunshine, nice little cool breeze. Going to start warming up a little bit tomorrow, and I can't wait for it to get cold again. I can't wait for a little bit of snow. Guys, it's going to be a fun episode. 
Why? Well, it's always fun on Thursday nights because we got MSM Liars John here. But even better tonight is he's sitting right next to me, which is going to be awesome. Our very first live at KC Studios guest. And I'm so thankful that it is John, man. I, I just love the fact that he lives right down the road from me. He's, one, he's like I'm literally a brother and I'm one of my favorite people and uh, absolute blessing to be so close to him. Guys, this is Kilted Christian, episode 476, MSM Liars live at KC Studio. Let's get to it. We are many nations around the world, comprised of many cultures, but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We're the seekers of wisdom, the bringers of truth, the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. And for those of you that I did not get a chance to say hello to in the opening, God bless you all. I am so thankful you were here. I hope you all had an absolutely beautiful, beautiful day. Guys, let's go ahead and say hello to our guest. Like I said, very first time, first studio guest we've had in KC Studios, which really is just the room at the back of my house. But hey, still a studio. John, brother, how are you doing? I am doing awesome, brother, here in the master's chamber. I know. It's kind of it's kind of <laughs> neat, man. It's a... Uh, Kind of cool having someone sitting here right next to me. And uh, we'll have Matt and Hev here this weekend. And if they so see it fit and God says, hey, guys, you should probably go live on Kilted Christian Sunday, Brothers on a Bible. I hope that happens because that would be really, really cool. But at the very least, we're going to do a little prayer for all of the elections that are taking place um, all around the country, um, particularly right here. So, uh, yeah, I hear a buzzing sound, too. And it's gone for the moment. I think it's a it's a hot line, so uh, it must be John. John John is has my wires hot. Well, I don't know <laughs> if you know this about me. So, anytime I touch a credit card or a magnetic strip card, it's zapped instantly. Look at that, man! So, He's already here breaking Casey's studio <laughs> equipment with the nice little buzz. So, sorry about that. We'll get it worked out. We'll figure where it's coming from, and we'll get that buzz to stop because I heard it right before the show, literally right before we started. So, uh, hey. So be it. It makes hotel rooms a lot of fun. Yeah, Every time I leave the room, I have to get a new, <laughs> to get a new card. card. I don't know if you yeah. remember that. Yeah, Suski's right. We need to Faraday John. <laughs> get a, a nice little Faraday outfit. Looks like those, the, the Russian sweatsuits, you know what I'm saying, but a Faraday. So when he moves around, it sounds like trash bags or, or a badger, if you guys have ever heard that. You know the sound? You guys that, that grew up in the 70s um, know what corduroy pants are. That's what a badger sounds like. <laughs> exactly. Well, man, it's it's a blessing to have you here. Um, guys, if you didn't listen to Doug's show earlier, I always encourage you, man. He, he Douglas always has a lot of fun on his show. Speaking of Douglas, he will be on with us tomorrow evening. So we will be chasing squirrels and having some larfs, just having a good old time tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, he's so much fun. Great music, fun guy, very just, just a good all-around guy. I know, DJ Shaw. I love you. I love Douglas as well. He is such he an amazing person. Up. He it, makes me laugh every day. And and Steve Cusick, I finally got on the uh, vineyard to open up on my signal. I'm having trouble for some reason replying to everything like that. But you guys, you know, what's up with the chicken porn? <laughs> I, I caught that right before he came on the show and I heard somebody made a mistake <laughs> and put that on there. And uh, they were picking on 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 Steve Cusick because Steve, are, are you making money off of this? And, and how much do you make, you know? Right. I mean, I do, chickens. You, do you set up GoPros in the chicken coop? How does this work? <laughs> I'm just teasing. Um, guys, I, I just, I, I love <laughs> zero. Um, 
I, I just love the good wit banter in our community. Everyone's got such a great sense of humor and dumb. You know, it's one thing that we really need right now is that, you know, as much time as we need to spend in prayer, as much time as we need to spend in scripture and, and being here for one another, we need to take some time to laugh. Even if it's something stupid as a silly meme or a dumb TV show, just sit back and laugh, guys. It's so healthy for you. God, that was one of the, one of the beautiful gifts that God gave us, one of the many, um, is just feeling good. And, and I can't tell you a laugh always just changes your day, you know, just like a good smile, a good hug. So take the time to laugh, guys. Go back and watch the stupidest stuff that you remember back in the 80s because the 80s was full of stupid movies. Oh, yeah. But a lot of them were pretty darn funny. It's like those lyrics I read, the 80s being a time of spoiled innocence. Yeah, the spoiled it's, innocence. Exactly. Great. You know, and it's funny, too, because, um, you know, you go back and you watch those 80s movies. I don't know what's more funny. Um, I don't know what's more funny about the 80s is the fact that, they were allowed to say things that we can't say anymore without getting in trouble. Well, Douglas covered the uh, difference between the millennials and the Generation X earlier on his show yes. when I was on the way down here. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure we'll be talking about that a little bit tomorrow as well. Yeah. Quite a, quite a difference in the way we handled things and dealt with things. Yeah, exactly. And uh, just to let you guys know here in the future, other than Douglas coming on with this um, on Friday, hopefully Matt and Heb joining us on Sunday. Um, next week, we are working on getting uh, Dustin Nemos on for Thursday night show. So he'll be on here with MSM Liars John, um, as well as Boilerman, who we also love very, very much. And uh, I love talking to him. He's got some phenomenal things to say. So that'll be a great show. Um, you don't want to miss that. You never want to miss one. I mean, Dustin Nemos is always he's a awesome. mind. He's a mind blower anyways. Yeah. And that's going to be question and answer. I think what that may be what that we're going to do is like a round table Q and a, we'll let you, We'll let um, Boilerman ask some of the questions that you guys had, but we'll also open up questions right here for the chat. Yeah. And then we'll just read those questions off to him and let him answer some of those questions that you have. Because, like I said, that's one thing about him is if he doesn't have all of his T's crossed and his I's dotted, he'll tell you. You know, I, I don't have the receipts for that. Um, and I'll only answer questions that he has really done his research on. That's, you know, he, he's an amazing person. I'll so. answer anything y'all ask me. <clears throat> yeah so be careful exactly yeah be careful <laughs> what you ask and be careful what you wish for because john will in fact ask that so i asked john tonight we always kind of have a little powwow like what are we going to talk about tonight and uh you know once we get past the news we're going to talk about humility being humble um it's such an important thing right now more than ever you know i'll tell you um you know i, I mentioned the other day um you know there's there's particular uh anons or researchers out there where I really respect their work and I love their work. Um, I just love humility too. And it's one of those things where I'll go back, I'll listen to them, um, and then I'll cringe a little bit. You know, one of them um, is Bioclandestine. I love his work. He does a phenomenal job doing research, bringing it to all of us. But let, you know, just let go of, of the, the I was and the me's and so forth, like this group effort. Group effort. We need to be humble about absolutely everything. We don't need. Um, the only acknowledge we need is from our heavenly father. That's the only thing that really matters. Um, in a war of information, it's about the information, not who gives you the information. And, you know, I find it to be very important is to share that because remember when you're doing your research, you're grabbing that information from other people who have already done research as well. So at the very least, throw a little gratitude and thanks to the people that you get your information from, you know, one of my big go-to's I mean, I'll say this right here that, that I use a lot of their, their work and I, and I mentioned them multiple times in the show, plastic girl reporting. She's awesome. Um, she's amazing. She does, uh, 
you know, spends all day long, literally and at night, um, putting out information and literally brings everything to one spot. So if you're not on Telegram following Plastic Girl Reporting or on a, on a Twitter, I highly suggest you go check them out. Like I said, if you don't have time to run around to all these different pages, you've got one page right there that literally brings just loads of valuable information um, to, to the front. And on top of that, big Christians. You know, they love Christians. Another one that I like, I love what TikTok humor um, yeah. on Telegram as well, because every day TikTok humor, the first thing they do before they post anything else is post scripture, you know, their scripture of the day. And I'm seeing more and more um, researchers who are actually doing this now. They're, they're, you know, a lot of them were closet Christians, right? Um, but everyone is getting out of that, that closet Christian closet and they're starting to be very open as we should be. You know, and if there's anything in your life that you should be embarrassed about, it should be stuff that you've done, not scripture. And that's something that's right in line with what we're going to talk about later is humility. Yeah, exactly. Is humility. And that's the thing is that, you know, we should not be embarrassed, but glorify. You know, when I was younger, um, you know, I had a couple of Christian shirts and I was embarrassed. I'd wear them, but I wouldn't wear them to school. You know, and it's because I just didn't want to be picked on. I didn't want to have people ask me questions and so forth. You know, today, I'm like a Christian shirt walking billboard, you know, um, you know, thanks to uh, living who has given me a lot of phenomenal um, Christian gear. Um, but like I said, that's a great thing is because, you know, how does a shy person create conversation? Wear Christian Step gear. Let, yeah. Let somebody come up and start a conversation with you. And I try to do that everywhere I go. Um, unlike where I lived in Texas, where I'd have to like create these conversations. We now live in a place where, everyone loves it did you talk about did you say god did you say jesus and then all of a sudden like you're there 20 minutes talking you can't get out of a drive-through in this town without having a 10-minute conversation at the window and wade um, you're right right on it yeah now and, the new punk rock yeah or it, the new metal yeah exactly so i i, I love it I, I just grow to love this community more and more every day um this is a community where people jump to help. They're like, Oh, you've got burst pipes. We'll be there in 10 minutes. Or you're on the side of the road. You're not on the side of the road here more than 10 minutes no, before somebody's over there helping you change your tire going, how can I help you? Um, this is awesome. Bob says location, location, location. Exactly. Right. And Bob, man, I haven't said it in a while, brother. I love you, man. If you guys didn't get a chance to meet Bob while he was at Barb's Fest, man, you missed out on meeting one of the most loving, sincere people in the world. Um, absolutely. Bob, we love you, man. That's all I can say, man. We love you. Um, for those of you who are just joining us here today, thank you for joining us. We're thankful that you came in here for the new uh, listeners. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out a little bit. We're seeing more and more, um, new people come in here and, and they're sticking with it, you know, so it's really, really cool. The family's building and I know you guys live in all the rest of you guys are very welcoming. And I, I certainly appreciate that because that's one thing. When you go to a new place, I was a little standoffish, you know, visiting a couple of the new pod beans, podcast or whatever. Um, but it's the welcoming moderators and then the people that are in the chat that are so welcoming that that make you want to stay. You know what I'm saying? Best family ever. Exactly, Jay Wu. And Jay Wu, man, you're becoming a leader in this community, brother. And, and I just I, I just can't tell you how proud I am for all that you are doing, man. You're doing a phenomenal job. Vineyard all your new little projects. I'm good. I brag on Jay. We want the show now. That's good stuff. <laughs> but yeah, man, um, you're awesome, brother, man. And we appreciate um, everything that you're doing, everything that you're doing. Ed, man, I hope to see you here soon, brother. So anyways, guys, we're going to go through a little bit of news and then we're going to get into the topic of the night, which is going to be humble and humility. 
Um, but first, the opposite of humble, the news. So, right. <laughs> so we had um, this is absolutely sick stuff. So Republican, or excuse me, Representative Brian Mast, um, and if he says that there's any decency left in Congress, a resolution will be passed to condemn his remarks, um, and he'll be removed from the Foreign Affairs Committee. I'm not I naive enough to think that he will resign. Um, so it says, yeah, this was disgusting, utterly dehumanizing. Of course, there are innocent civilians on either side of every conflict, and we should not forget that. This is shameful and inhumane. So I'm going to play this little clip for you real quick. Whole, I would encourage the other side to not so lightly throw around the idea of innocent Palestinian civilians, as is frequently said. Uh, I don't think we would so lightly throw around the term innocent Nazi civilians during World War II as a whole. Yeah. I would encourage the other side. This is our, this is our government. Wow. <clears throat> I know. I mean, it's just, it's insane. Um, one thing that came up recently, and I was like, I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit upset about it at first. But, um, I, you know, sometimes you got to sit back and reevaluate, look at every aspect of things, and it's not quite what they seem. This, what I'm talking about, is Rashida Tlaib was put up for a censor vote in our Congress. And she didn't get censored. Matter of fact, there was a lot of Republicans, Thomas Massey was one of them that voted against censoring her. And I was a little upset about this. I'm like, are you kidding me? But like I said, sometimes you got to step back, evaluate everything and look at all the possibilities. So here's what it is. If we had voted to censor her for what she said, creating that quote insurrection, um, then that would also mean that Trump started an insurrection on January 6th because they basically did the same right. thing. So it makes sense to me now, exactly, 300,000 foot view, Bob, exactly. So it makes sense to me now why they didn't censor her because by censoring her for doing that would have been an admission that Trump did the same thing and there was no insurrection. So looking back at it, great decision, especially for those you know that, that saw what this was all about. And right now, Everything that the Democrats are doing to try to go after Trump is backfiring and it's failing. So what do they do? They move on to try to remove Trump um, through uh, removing him from the ballot. Right. Um, and they're using that that same thing as that he created insurrection. So if they had voted to say that, you know, Tlaib needed to be censored for that, this would have given a little bit of fodder over to the courts right now, Colorado in particular, and a couple of other ones that are trying to remove Trump from the ballot. So, um, and I saw a post today, they were looking at if he gets convicted of any, anything. Yes. Even a small misdemeanor. Yes. Trying to remove him from that. And they, they're working hard. They're, they're trying their hardest to do so. Um, we're not going to make it the 2024 elections. It's not, not, it you, you can't good. fix a broken system with a broken system not going to happen you know if, if we need to come up with a game plan we need to figure out what we're going to do because this is not going to get fixed and it's definitely not going to be fixed by uh yeah world war three would definitely delay those elections and um it looks like we're getting closer and closer to that as well gaza um ground movement started yemen. today yemen started yemen uh, yes yeah. um hezbollah is given a speech tomorrow, um, says Hezbollah releases final teaser before tomorrow's highly anticipated speech on whether they will join the war. Um, there was a couple other countries, uh, Yemen, I believe it was, that have now declared war against uh, Israel. 
So this thing is beefing up more and more every single day. Um, who knows what it's going to be like in a couple more days. Um, but I told you guys, November, keep your eyes. Matter of fact, I learned a little interesting stuff last night. So Q had mentioned Red October multiple times. I didn't realize that Red October actually took place in November. Oh, really? Yes. It, it took place in November, not October. And then Tom Clancy, when he wrote the book Red October, started the book on 11-11, which is also another really big date that I keep hearing about over and over again. But nonetheless, I think we can all agree that this month is going to get a little bit crazy, and then we'll see where we're going into that next year. Um, it'll carry over. Oh, it'll definitely carry over. It'll, get, it'll carry over, and it'll get a whole lot worse um, in this beautiful banana republic that we live in. Speaking of banana republics, Cat Turd says, banana republic, judge should be tossed in prison. So... Trump 14th Amendment ballot disqualification case in Colorado is a non-jury trial. The judge who will be voting on this not only is a hardcore Democrat, but he donates to the Democrat Party as well as a recent donation to Act Blue, which is the donations that went over to Black Lives Matter. So this is the guy who's going to be making the decision on whether Trump should be moved from the ballot or not. Um, Once again... That's why I am just really wanting them more than anything to first shut down the border. Number one, shut the border down. Johnson, come on. You got the gavel. So that's it's interesting. And this state, even for civil litigation, litigation, you can have your attorney request a jury jury trial for it. Mm -hmm. And they denied it. Hmm. Yeah. So we we, we live in this banana republic. We live in this, this republic now that. It's not even a republic. Right. It's just, it's just messed up. And there, there are no rules anymore. The Constitution is, is worth as much as toilet paper. Toilet paper probably worth more to these Democrats. Um, it's worth everything to us. You know what I'm saying? What, what is the most important written things written? First off, Bible. Second off, American Constitution. Right. Yeah, exactly, DJ Shaw. It's not a banana republic. It's just bananas. Well said. Um, next. Crime has gotten so bad in Washington, D.C. that the mayor has decided to give out free Apple AirTags so that residents can track their stolen cars. So forget fixing the problem. Right. right. Let's just give people a bunch of trackers. And and (laughs) And then when you find your destroyed stolen car at the bottom of a river, it gets you alive. Yeah, exactly. Be like, oh, there it is. It's in it's in the Potomac. (laughs) Um, Like I said, what, what what crazy fixes? You know what I'm saying? Like. Like, hey, let's not fix the problem. Let's not let the police do their job. Let's not protect the innocent civilians that just want to go on with their lives. No, let's just give them a way to retrieve their car after it's been stolen. You know, I'm never going to hand over my keys. I will hand something over. Right. A little bit of uh, precious metal. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. A little bit of precious metal. Lead. (laughs) Um, Speaker Mike Johnson is considering a laddered CR. So to keep the government funded. Now, this is kind of interesting. Um, like I said, he he's making some really interesting moves, things that I would have never thought about. So once again, it would fund agencies for a short period of time to force the House to pass appropriations for these specific agencies or see them shut down. This would assemb- this would essentially create tons of deadlines for Congress to get their poop together. Really interesting concept. So he's going to open it to where it it keeps the government open briefly. Because remember, 
they have to get it done this month. And I'm not sure when this month, but I know that it was a certain time period from when they actually signed the last amnesty or omnibus or whatever it was. Um, So in this case, he would open it for a short period of time, and then the House would have to go through every agency, IRS, FBI, CIA, or anything else that we fund, and decide how much, if anything, is going to go to these um, agencies. And I think that's a great idea. We've been talking about this for a while. Break things up into separate bills. And uh, we'll, we'll have a big difference. You can't go shoving 50 things hidden into a big bill, which is what they do. And I want to see the line items on each of those. Yeah, single line. Exactly, Suski. And I'd love to see these. Yeah, like I said, the um, items, yeah. you know, so there's a couple of things that Johnson's done that I just haven't really agreed with. But overall, every most of those things, I go back and I'm looking. I'm like, well, actually, he kind of did it in a great way. Um, One example is the, the, the money to Israel. Right. And... This got way deeper and cooler than I even thought about to begin with. So what happened here? So he said, we need to break them up into single bills. So the Israel bill, which they did hide a $35,000 raise for Congress, which of course course they did. But he, it was money that he literally took away from the IRS. And, and that's, what's going to be going over to Israel. But it gets even cooler and better than that. So he said, if we give Ukraine any more money, it's going to be on a separate bill. And I want you all to show me where every dime that has gone to Ukraine so far was spent, which they'll never be able to do. They won't do it because they don't want to show you that it went into their bank account right. or their pocket. Because it laundered right back Yeah, because it laundered. And it's going to show that. So, so this will basically drop out. Although um, Biden is going to be sending like 400 plus million dollars over there. And it, what didn't go through Congress, it was Biden making this decision again. I don't know how like this there's works. No way that should never happen. Yeah, that shouldn't happen. It's illegal. Yeah. Um, it, it's a congressional decision. Um, but he's, but obviously they don't really care about the rules. They don't care about the laws. They don't care about the constitution. Right. Um, so now I find out that the bill to send money over to Israel, which passed Congress today is going to be vetoed by biden so biden is vetoing this bill in order to strong arm them into putting the ukraine money into that bill so what did this do it showed where the intent of this administration is and it's also showing the people they're going to ultimately end up um siding up with biden what side they're on and what their real intentions are so all these little things and i've been like why are you doing this and now i'm like oh exposure yeah just a lot of exposure um even our elections are being exposed right now and i'll get into that here in just a little bit um which is kind of good so now we need to go back and expose the big elections um this is crazy right here so i'm going to read this guy i'm going to read this to y'all so a tale of two adults oftentimes referred to as kids and these two are always referred to as kids who am i talking about i'm talking about um david hogg for one, and then Greta Thunberg for another. They always call them kids, but they're both adults now. Right. Greta Thunberg is 20. Um, the hog is 23. So first up, the unsavory Greta. Greta is 20 years old, by no means a child. She was coddled by her parents and praised early for being a climate activist. Who knew by the age of 20 that such a girl would be reported as having a net worth between $1 million and $18 million dollars? All for screaming about fake climate change. The reporting on her finances is dicey at best. 
a good reminder that this woman is a paid shill right. and not a child. Um, the next adult they call a kid, David Hogg, the bicycle rider, um, so-called hero activist. His mother is a teacher in Broward County, California. His father is an ex-FBI employee. Figure that. Yeah. Isn't it odd that this 23-year-old man has a net worth between $1 and $5 million? Also, shady financial reporting. They do what they can to hide this stuff. The left saw an opportunity and propped these two people up. Hogg is actually trying to outpace the My Pillow company with a partner and calling the pillow the good pillow. Talk about your oxymorons. So there's a pillow to avoid. Um, and then Patriots. It's all about the money for these two. Never let people like this take the moral high ground. These two creepy voices want to trample on our First and Second Amendments, and yet they play the victim and scream the loudest. Shall not be infringed is our mantra. Hold it near and dear to your hearts. Remember that we are in a fight for our country and for our future. But with God, we can win and make our country safe and great and prosperous again. Know your enemies. <clears throat> That's good. Who's this? Shannon? I stand. Yeah, this is a Shannon stand with I stand with America. And uh, and that's the thing is they do a really good job of hiding where their money is. They do backdoor deals. They have bank accounts that go into pseudo names and stuff like that. So it's hard to, to locate. But they do know that, Pretty that much each of them you here. You can multiply by four. Yeah, exactly. And they're both millionaires. Um, next, uh, this is Savage Daughter. Um, and this is, uh, there will be no amnesty. And this is referring to the vaccinations, COVID, and that big scan that they ran on us, which yeah. ruined our economy, made a lot of people sick, dying of myocarditis. Organ um, failure. Organ failures and everything like that. So I'm going to play this clip for you real quick. It's a minute and 45 seconds. One of the hardest things for me, one of the hardest pills that I had to swallow, was the fact that when the truth came out, and it always does, there will be no apology and there will be no accountability for most. Just words that are jumbled together by a PR specialist to help make you look like a victim and absolve you from the behavior to which you demonstrated towards your fellow man. I was on the board of my kid's school during COVID. I wanted a harsher lockdown policy and in retrospect, I was wrong. The, the, the damage to kids of keeping them out of school longer was greater than the risks. But here's the bottom line, myself, our, our great people the CDC, I'd like to thank the governor, we were all operating with imperfect information and we were doing our best. So it's, 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 well. so let's, but let's learn from it. Let's learn from it. Let's learn from it. Let's hold each other accountable. But let's bring a little bit of grace and forgiveness in the no. shit show. No. 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. These people don't deserve. Look, I'll, I'll forgive you. In the name of God, I will not forget. And I will not let this go without be people being held accountable for what they've done. They had the information and they knew what they were they doing. They knew exactly what they were doing. They knew it. They knew that what the trials for this vaccination were. They knew everything. They were warned ahead of time. Trump was very open about the economy being destroyed, you know, and, and, and all this other stuff. You know, I, I'm still skeptical about the Operation War Speed, which we talked about the other night. But nonetheless, they knew what they were doing. They knew how this would end. And uh, no, 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 I'm not going to look. They need to be held accountable because people died. Right. People didn't get to see their their grandparents and their parents when they left this world because of this stupid thing. No, they killed my dad. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, Conley's mom. Right. You know what I'm saying? No. And, and on and on and on and on. I've lost family because of this. 
um, you know, this is, this is the issue that we've got right now is that everyone wants us to forget. We memory hole everything and we can't let this go, especially this. They need to be held accountable because all they're going to do is do it again. again. It's coming again. And you know what I'm saying? So, so, and this guy right here is trying to pretend his name's Scott Galloway, trying to be on our side, you know, trying to make a half-hearted apology, which is really just covering his own way. It's all he's doing is covering his own butt. So yeah, sad. Um, like I said, no amnesty lessons have been learned throughout history. There's no excuse. If you're dumb enough to go against humanity, there should be consequences. Nuremberg too. And I agree with that hundred percent. So, um, next, uh, representative, um, young Kim has signed onto the trust in Congress act, which is a bipartisan bill that would ban congressional stock trading. That's a great start. A great See, start. There, there are little things that are happening within our Congress that we're just not seeing. And there's a lot of, since Johnson's been in, he's done more good things than the entire time McCarthy was there. Right. So I will give it to him. And we talked about that before, 45 days, 60 days. Yeah. This could be done. Yeah, exactly. It could be done. It so just let, does it. Let's speed things up. Let's make term limits. Let's pass this no, no stock trading in Congress. Get those January 6th tapes out there. And I'm going to get to that here in a minute because one of the reasons that this is lagging isn't necessarily Johnson's fault. It's the FBI. FBI is refusing to release this information because it would expose all the agents that were there. Well, no poop. I'm going to avoid the S word. But, man, no, no lie. Duh. We know that there were agents there. They were the ones that were behind all this. They created the rabble rouse and the ruckus that took place in order to do exactly what they're doing and to hold this against Trump to go after um, us, you know. And then there was an article that came out today from a a journalistic, uh, you want to call it journalism, called The Salon, which literally says, and you guys ready for this one? Christians and MAGA supporters are more dangerous than any Hamas terrorist group. That's insane. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Christians, maggot, dude, we're not violent people. No, you know we if don't we bomb were, places. We don't go around. Know it by now, you know we we may voice our opinions. We may not like the LGBTQ or this whole trans movement in today's world, though. Yeah, and Your we vocalize and it. Words are weapons. Yeah, it's violence when you yeah. speak. Words are violence. Exactly. Violence. Although I don't think I've ever heard of one instance of anybody dying because of something somebody said. Right. Yeah. Sticks and stones, right? Yeah, exactly. Never, never heard of it. And if you guys see that, if you guys ever find an article about uh, uh, Jimmy Williams died today because a guy called him stupid, you know, just send that article over my way so I can correct myself here. But, you know, in the meantime, I just, it's unbelievable where they're going and, once again, Christians and MAGA supporters are more dangerous than any Hamas terror group. I don't remember it's bombing anything no. or killing babies or any of that other stuff, you know what I'm saying? Or, or spitting out propaganda. And I mean, this is it, the world turns and gets weirder and weirder and weirder. And they, they are actually putting Hamas terrorist groups. It's a terrorist group. And they're actually putting that in the title. Oh, yeah, they are. Um, the title, and they, it's so cool how they, how they, run the titles it was uh we talked last night about the, the miracle on on the pitch or the field i guess and it's not a pitch right in uh in baseball it's a field um but the texas rangers won so 
instead of going, hey, Texas Rangers finally win the World Series, what are the article headlines read? Ready for this one? Billionaire baseball team owner wins World Series. Right. Or conservative, excuse me, I forgot to put in that one. The conservative Billionaire conservative. The so they had to make this political. They're trying to get people to back up, but check this out. I'm telling if you own a major league baseball team, you're already a billionaire anyway. Yeah, exactly. But they had to put the word conservative right. billionaire. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get people that are Democrats to stop liking what this team. What it really is is they didn't have a pride night. Yeah. And Dad, and I was about to go there. This was the only team in Major League Baseball that did not have a pride night. They deserve that win, in my opinion. Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, you know, meanwhile, you got the Dodgers and some of those other ones that, that had the sisters of perpetual evil or whatever they're called. Right. I like the way that I they summed that. That's one. Right. They Perp got eliminated in the first round. What's that? They got eliminated. Yeah, they did. The they got round. eliminated. They they had that coming. Like I said, God was watching over this one. He was like, I'm going to pick the team. That doesn't support evil. I, I told you baseball's in heaven. Yeah, I know. Connie said that too. He's like, baseball's <laughs> in heaven. I'm hoping there's some hockey in heaven. I'm, I'm sure there is. Yeah. So um, next, Eagle Pass, Texas. So state versus federal battle continues. So if you guys remember, the attorney general over in Texas sued our government and, and to keep the federal the feds from snipping the razor wire that they put up in order to keep the immigrants from coming in, all right? So what does our federal government do? They literally go and they get a bulldozer to lift it up so that they can just walk underneath the razor wire. So they were like, well, technically we didn't cut it. And, you know, I guess, see, we're dealing with such evil that you got to be like, like, super specific and i can't see it at this point as any more than these people are scared to death of the people in this country our politicians are scared to death of us and they realize that when stuff does hit the fan when the people finally wake up they're not going to have any support to fight back against us oh no except for these people yeah exactly you know so this is what they're doing now like i said well we, by law, it says we can't cut the razor wire. So we're just going to get heavy machinery to lift it up and, and let all these people come in. And they're like, they they gathered, like, there was like 12 um, terrorists that were on watch lists that were they, they caught coming over through our border carrying improvised explosives. Right. So, I mean, I'm sure they, they brought those explosives in here to tickle puppies and kitties. Well, you heard about the, uh, Douglas showed it, had it on his show earlier, the 400, uh, 400 uh, weapons that were stolen from somewhere up in New Jersey, New England somewhere. Mm -hmm. 400 weapons, 400 pounds of explosives, and 400 blasting caps, and 400 uh, vests with body armor, body plates in them. Yeah. They're all stolen. Oh, yeah. All, all, yeah, exactly. All stolen. And then I got another one that I'm coming up here in a moment that I'll read you guys, too, about weaponry. Um, and, and like I said, it just gets crazy and well, we crazy. We still don't know where the fast and furious guns. We went. don't know where all those weapons are exactly. Not to mention all the ammunition that the, um, the Obama. Obama ordered and all this other stuff. So says, Oh dear, looks as though the Trump lawyers have evidence of collusion between the white house and Jack Smith to get Trump. So Trump's lawyers told a judge, I'm um, told judge cannon, they discovered a June 2023 letter asking the DOE to remove Trump's active security clearance. Um, and this was just a few weeks, um, where did I go? A few weeks after Smith handed down classified documents indictment. So Trump's lawyers told judge this afternoon that they have evidence that Biden White House collaborated with NR, um, NARA, DOJ, and Intel agencies to determine 
which documents to include in Jack Smith's indictment. So they're literally getting the administration to, to throw them bones. Right. Um, trove of evidence include years worth of security footage from the MAL, evidence of extensive communications between White House, NARA, Intel agencies, DOJ, Jack Smith, prior to the indictment to determine which classified files to include. Trump still had DOE security clearance related to at least one charged document as recently as June 2023. Um, defense might include the Secret Service as a considered member of the prosecution since they have their own security apparatus separate from MAL. So basically they were trying to backdate his security clearance to in, in order to in order to trap him in those charges. Exactly. And they're exactly ambassador. They're dirty. And they, every day they get a little bit more dirty. Um, and declaration of independence. I know where you're going with that. (laughs) And I agree a hundred percent guys. Don't forget what our rights are. Declaration of independence says that we, we can stand up. We, it's our duty. It didn't say, ah, if you feel like it, it said it is your duty. And I'm going to summarize this to stand up and battle any tyrannical fools in this government that were trying to get too big for their britches. It's our duty. D O O T Y. That's right. Matt and have, it's our duty. Um, so breaking house of representatives just passed that standalone funding for Israel, which I told you about. Um, and I just find it funny that it's paid for by the money that they were going to be sending to the IRS. So he's, Hopefully that's the 87,000 agents paycheck. That's what I'm wondering too, if he just backdoored that. And that's right. pretty hilarious. But once again, Biden will be uh, vetoing this um, because he wants that money for the Ukraine to go into this bill. Every These people are being exposed bit by bit. So it brings me back to the question, who's running this show? Right. Who is running this show? I don't have that answer for you, but it's a good question. Um, guys, get ready. Parents out there who have children that are between 18 and 28 uh-huh. years old, here it goes. Draft inbound. So this is the first thing that it's about this draft. So without warning, hundreds of non-commissioned officers were ordered via email to report to the recruiting school at Fort Knox, Kentucky in less than a week. The Army suddenly and chaotically told hundreds of soldiers that they have to be recruiters immediately. So they're not getting... Um, they're not getting the mili- people to right. join the military, so they're having to take other extensive or other um, aspects to go through in order to get the people in there. But it doesn't stop there. There is an executive order sitting on the desk waiting to be signed by Biden, getting the next uh, the next uh, military draft set up right. for eighteen. I believe it's eighteen to twenty six or eighteen to twenty eight, but nonetheless, which is a little freaky for me because my son is turning 17 in a few months. Exactly. He's, and I can promise you they're not getting them to protect our country. I'd uh, imagine yeah. they're probably going to be put on ships and sent over to, uh, I don't know. Well, that's the thing with Gaza? the, uh, the kids. They're well aware that joining the military at this point has nothing to do with defending our country. Yeah. Like my son is, is, you know, we talked about it yesterday actually, because he was mentioning it. And he, he said, me and my buddies, we're not, we're not going to do that. He said, we're not going to go, risk our lives to support these people that have nothing to do with what our country is supposed to stand for. So hearing that from my 16 year old was, uh, was really good to hear. Hopefully a lot of other kids are thinking that way and realize that that's not the place to be. I know, man, I, I will hide. I, I will, we'll do oh, the yeah. whole, we'll do the my whole, son ain't going nowhere. yeah, the whole Nazi work. <laughs> we'll be hiding him in the attic. Yeah. 
hide them in the attic and like in our basements protecting these children because there's no way that I would send if I had a child that wouldn't be going to war and anybody that I know that has kids I'd be begging them like look stop no put your kids somewhere hide them exactly and Frank exactly and it's one thing if you are defending the honor of your nation and you're defending your way of life but that's not what we've done in a really long time yeah totally hey the dude Sean great to see you so next uh they, they squeezed 34,000 is what it was, pay raise, while not releasing the January 6th footage securing our border. Get those two things done. There's a lot of things that I want to see happen, but the first two things that I want to see, I think many of us agree with. This one right here came from a Raven, the conservative warrior, um, who ran for uh, um, office while she was down in Dallas. And we met her, Steve and I met her when we were at the Faith and Freedom event. Um Super nice lady, loves her country, and is calling everybody out, but even her. January 6th footage and our border need to be taken care of post-haste. They need to be taken care of like, right. like a while back, but come on, let's work and, on this. And there should be absolutely no congressional pay raises. No. Do they, des do they, they deserve they, they a raise? They don't deserve $200,000. I do more of their job than they do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, send that money over here. We could use it. And you know what I'll use it for? Good. You guys have trouble paying your bills? We'll get that money and help you guys out. This is ridiculous. Our government does ridiculous. not deserve a raise. None of them. None. Not one. Matter of fact, you know what they need? They need to they be need to have money. positions. They, yeah, they need to be demoted. They need to, to have some of that money taken away and put back into our economy. You guys don't do your job. You take more breaks than, than Joe Biden spends time at the beach. Speaking of that, um, I believe it was a Dominican leader was here talking to Biden and he's like, hey, well, the next um, so-and-so conference is going to be held in this place, so you'll have plenty of time to spend on the beach. Like, what a backhanded, awesome remark for him to make. See, in a world that, where Trump was our president, no one had the courage no. to, to say anything like that to him because Trump was spending too much time picking on them. Now we've got such a weak leader, they'll come over, sit in our White House, and literally pick on the guy. Right. You know, it's hilarious on my end, but it's really kind of sad because it just shows how weak our country is. And, and these people don't take us seriously at all. Not anymore. So um, for those of you that are thinking about voting for RFK Jr., just keep digging, guys. You don't want to vote for this guy. He is literally a wolf in sheep's clothing. He is put here for one reason, and that is to take votes away from Donald Trump. Absolutely. That is why he is running for office. So what am I talking about specifically right now? RFK Jr. called for a government-run smart grid that can be easily turned on and off by the U.S. government. That sounds like nothing that I would like. Yeah, it's completely the, unacceptable. Nothing about that sentence sounded good to me, especially the word U.S. government. I don't really care for that too much. I'm turned off electricity. Don't really care for that. Smart grid. Don't like that either. Um, that's all we need to do is give these fools more power to kill people. Right. And that's we, just it. Most of the private companies aren't going to shut down your power and turn away your money. No, they won't. Matter of fact, most people, most um, electric companies especially – will give you like three months. They're like, okay, it's been three months. You haven't paid your bill. We're going to turn it off. But they won't shut it off like this month because you didn't pay last month. Or because they feel like that uh, we've produced too much carbon this month. So they're going to shut it off for the last two weeks of the month. I know, man. You know who produces a lot of carbon? Them my breathing. dog. <laughs> my dog. My dog produces a whole lot of carbon. That's how I know she needs to go outside. <laughs> but no, seriously. Um, 
they're trying to take all the control in the world. Like he was just saying about the carbon credit and thing they're going to be pushing through. It's like the, the CBDC, all of this stuff is going to be tied in together. So one day you're going to be like, Hey, I want to go get a burger. And it'd be like, sorry, Mr. Duncan, we cannot give you a burger today because you already had one two days ago. Right. You know, I mean, who wants to live in a world like that? Look, if I want to kill myself eating tasty burgers, that's a pretty awesome way to what leave What was the movie earth. where you where they had credits? Um, the Fifth Element. Yeah. Was that yeah, it? Where the they used element. credits. You got credits then. And you like, ran out of credits, you were so done. Go back. If you guys want truth, go back and watch movies. Movies <laughs> right. movies has more truth than anything. They just are so clever about hiding everything, telling us what they're going to do. And we're just like, oh, that was great entertainment. Movies are metal songs from the 80s and 90s. Because yeah, for some it. reason, those guys had it all figured out. They they did. I know we were making fun of them like, oh, what's wrong with these people? They're they're crazy headbangers. And it's like, yeah, crazy headbangers like a fox. Right. <laughs> um, so next, uh, this is gonna be interesting. Looking forward to seeing where this goes. Are you did you, you hear me live on on, on your no, phone? I think I had my <laughs> I hit my phone button and turned the volume on. So uh Tucker Carlson, um and uh, Stella Assange are on their way to visit Julian Assange in Bellsmarsh High Security Prison this morning. So Tucker was going to interview um, Julian. And I'm really curious, like I'm hoping this is one of those things that the editors get put together quick because I know um, he's not like like uh, Kesterson who has everything formatted and doesn't need to go and edit his shows he gets things bits and pieces has editors that edit and cut everything up um and then piece things together later on because he probably gets like four hour interviews and then has to reduce it to an hour um nonetheless i hope this one comes out quick we've been waiting for this one for a long time um julian assange is the very reason that we know as much as we do absolutely because of having the courage to release the things that he released they blamed it on Russia. It was actually a guy named Seth Rich who worked for the Democrat Party who yep. didn't like what they were doing. And he had the courage to go in, download all this stuff onto a drive, and then send it over to WikiLeaks, which is the company that is owned by Julian Assange, where he releases information. So don't forget the name Seth Rich. And I hope that one comes back. And I hope that he's still alive. Yeah. I'm hoping that, you know, there was more to it than that. But they tried to, for those of you who don't know, Seth Rich was assassinated. Originally sent in by robbery. Yeah, by by quote robbery, except nothing was stolen. Um, it was MS thirteen, but they didn't succeed. Ended up in the hospital. And then uh Donna Brazil and and someone else popped up there in that hospital and all of a sudden he's dead. Yeah. Um, once again, that woman's as evil as, as she's as evil as a Hillary Clinton. And you know what's interesting? Uh, had Tucker not been fired, this interview would never happen. See, and that's another great thing, is that Tucker's um his, uh, yeah, Muriel Bowser. Thank you, Donna Bolivia. Yeah, Muriel Bowser was also the one that was there with Donna Bazell that evening. Tucker's cuffs have been removed. Absolutely. And he's actually allowed to say what he's going to. And I'm hoping this is all part of an awakening and exposure process. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I go back and forth every given day because I can't imagine that this uh, administration and, and the deep state and all these people are as dumb as they are to be making these mistakes. Right. Um. And then another thing that I want to encourage you guys to keep your eyes on. I can tell you right now, just this week of four Congress, Democrat congressmen, women that have decided not to run again. And that's not to mention the other like 10 over this year. So, and you know, yeah, 
I hate to go back to the Q stuff, but he did tell us that was going to happen. He did tell us this was going <laughs> to happen. Exactly. He said to pay attention to the uh, CEOs that are Stuff. getting fired, that are being let go. Pay attention to um, house members. He, he said the house of cards will fall. So why would so far, if, if I'm correct, and I may be underestimating, 10, why are 10 Democrat congressmen, senators deciding not to run again? These narcissists do not give up No, they power. don't. They'll run and they they will hold office until they, they will die, die yeah. in office. So something there's a reason that these people are leaving and not running again. I don't know what that reason is, but once again, keep your eyes on this because this is going to end up being a big deal at some point. Um, so once again, Biden is sending four hundred and twenty-five million more in military aid to Ukraine. He's making this decision. Yeah, it's not going through our Congress. Um, and once again. They don't care, <laughs> excuse me, about the Constitution. Do not care. They all need to go to Guantanamo. Um, Next. So so Soros is, is Jewish, right? Or he claims to be? Claims to be. Okay, so answer me this question. Soros caught funneling over $15 million to Hamas to destabilize the West. Uh, he bets on the, sh- he bets on the uh, loss. Yeah. He always bets on the losing hands. No, yeah. So if he can set up something to destabilize the West, he will bet against the West to fail. Well, he's not a real Jew anyways. No, of course not. He's not like God's chosen people Jewish. He's like uh, Khazarian mafia um, Jewish, you know, trying to take over and kill the world. Um, So, man, this guy's so evil. He he, He is so emperorist. Yeah, he knew. Star Wars. He knew that he couldn't change laws here. So what does he do? He goes out and funds people that just don't care about the law and do what they want to. And that's what we're watching in all these big cities, especially the big Democrat cities around our country right now, um, that are just all out chaos, getting away with everything like that because he funded it. Once again, if I if I read things properly and I digested them correctly, this is foreign influence. Right. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, man, these people. Technically, are it's an act of war against the United States. No, absolutely. Would actually. And and this guy, there, there's been countries that have um, kicked them out of their country, France, never come back. Yeah, Poland, France, Poland, France, or a couple of them, you know. But yet we still we we in this country, you, you rag on Soros and they call you an anti-Semite, but then they'll tell you at the same time there's no such thing as anti-Semitism. The problem that we have in our country right now is Islamophobia. Right. See, this is I don't know what drives me crazier: the liars. Or the fact that people are still buying the lies. Like, literally, they juxtapose their lies right side by side, and people are like, oh, no, no, no. Trust them. And I'm like, dude, let me show you what they said, and let me show you what they're saying. These things contradict one another, but you guys are still falling in line with this. You it's, know? It is amazing. It really is. But it's no different than the people that completely, on, on our side, the conservatives, that, you know, it's no different than them thinking that all the conservatives of the GOP are on our side when they're not. It's it's a double-edged sword. It it's a, a two-headed coin. It's an illusion of choice. It's a circus. Speaking of circuses. Yeah, it's George Carlin. Yeah. Don't blame a clown for being a clown. Ask yourself why you keep going to the damn circus. Right. That's a, that's a, <laughs> you can't hold on to your stuff, huh? And we got to see that live. Um, so this is awesome. So our elections are a joke. Democrats cheating all of them, big or small. And we know this. I'm talking like a local elections, federal elections, um, 
everything. Gubernatorial elections, they cheat, cheat, cheat. Local county so, elections. Yeah, exactly. So this is outrageous video, and I can't show you the video, obviously, because this is an audio show, but I'll tell you what's going on. Democrats' clerk was caught on tape stuffing illegal ballots into a city drop box and visiting it multiple times in one day. This video was leaked by a whistleblower inside the city, um, and the Gateway Pundit is who shared this. So right now, we've got uh, a judge that overturned an election in um, uh, Connecticut, And there's another um, one being looked at right now in New Jersey. So, you know, we live in a system. They keep telling us that our system is safe and secure. But then we've got two modern day current elections, which show that they're doing the illegal things. We also had video um, showing all the illegal stuff and the ballot stuffing, the box stuffing and stuff taking place in the 2020 election. Um, But that didn't matter. But this stuff's starting to be exposed, and I'm hoping that they go backwards and they start looking at all this stuff. I sure um, do wish we had a quicker legal system sometimes. Uh, well, that's the thing, though. They keep saying that, you know, what, what is, what's the saying? Is it uh, that, you know, justice moves slowly? Right. Well, it moves slowly because they're slow. Because of the people. Yeah, right, because of the people that don't are, want to push the envelope. Doing the justice. Push the envelope. Watch it bend. Flip it to one side to the other. Let's get things going. Justice is a whole lot faster when conservatives are involved. Unless you're a J6er and they want to keep you in jail for a year before you even get to, uh, yeah, justice, justice isn't used to be blind. It used to be. And now they're going after people that weren't even in the Capitol. Yeah. The lizards are slow. Exactly. Lizards are slow. Flight work. Well said. Um, what do we got next? Oh, yeah. So here we go. So just like the Whitmer kidnapping hoax, you guys remember that, um, there were probably more feds there causing damage on January 6th than actual citizens. And I'm going to say that's a little bit of exaggeration, but we know how this world works. Mob mentality. You get a couple of like 100 bad actors to run in and start creating problems. And then people are going to, their journalists going to pump and they're going to start following the lead. And, and they know how this works. Then on top of that, they had the Antifa and Black Lives Matter insurgents that were placed in there dressed up like, like us. It was all planned out exactly. So apparently the FBI says that it will not release January 6th surveillance video because it would show too many undercover government agents and informants. This is insane. So how many were there? I mean, just approximately how many were there. Right. We know there was a lot. And how do we fix this? Does, no, what, what can our Congress do? The Congress can go through and say, no, you guys need to release it. But then the FBI is going to be like, no. And, and something that doesn't get talked about enough, and we've talked about it once before, I think, is the Obama and Alphabet Agency school reciprocity program that he had set up. Yes. You got all these 20-something-year-old kids that are graduating college with degrees that were paid for by the federal government that have an obligation for 18-plus months of work for the alphabet gangs, and they are not allowed to disclose where they're working, who they're working for. They're not allowed to disclose while in college where the money came from. So that's a big problem. We don't know how many of these kids running around causing these problems are actually told to do so by these government agencies. Yeah, it's it's part of it's. You know, we used to get scholarships for football and right. for baseball. Now they give you scholarships to, be, to, be, a CIA to be a CIA agent asset. Exactly. Um, this is another little horrifying thing. You know, we, we were talking earlier about, you know, 
um, armed insurgents coming across our border, carrying improvised uh, incinerator devices. You know, you mentioned the Fast and Furious, where are those weapons? The ammunition that was purchased during the Obama administration. But check this one out. Um, well, isn't this just fantastic? Bring in 10 million military-aged men and arm them. Get ready because they are just waiting for their orders to do a coordinated attack on our soil. You thought 2020 was bad. You haven't seen nothing yet. Got a video right here. Um, it's peacekeepers. This All of these boxes that are in the back of this truck are labeled peace. It's not even a truck. It's like a U-Haul. Yeah, it's like, yeah. All of them say Beretta. They've hired tons. They're here. Now they're getting armed. And this truck is literally full of Beretta and different types of handguns, um, heavier yeah, artillery like a guns. It's a 16-foot trailer. That's yeah, completely low. Oh, it's a 24-foot. It's a it's dually. It's a 24-foot dually trailer loaded <clears throat> top to bottom, front to back with boxes of unopened um, assault rifles. Assault rifles. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Berettas and everything like that. And they're labeled Peacekeeper. Peacekeeper equals United Nations. It sure does. So, you know, it, it's coming. It's a matter of when are they, like he says right here, um, they're waiting for their orders and it's going to be nuts. I don't know, you know, I don't know how quickly things are going to escalate with this, but I'd imagine soon. Well, it can't be slow when it starts. Well, no, and it can't be. And, you know, fortunately we're through with the World Series. I'm a little worried about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was less worried after game four because, um, these things have to be planned and you can never guarantee a game five. So it would have been within right. the first four games, but it's over anyway. So you're not to worry about that. Um, but you do got to worry about what these people are going to do. Um, big cities, a guarantee are going to be their target to be a waste of time coming to little communities like this. Um, suburbs, they'll trickle into the suburbs at some point, but it's coming. That's where they won't get far. Yeah. That's what, yeah. Once they start venturing into the suburbs and a little bit further, you know what they say is uh, you, you live in an area of rednecks that literally hang out in trees for fun for like 15 hours a day just waiting to shoot something. Right. So um, blue helmets, come on. You know, any any of these uh, immigrants coming through, it ain't going to be pretty. It's not going to end well. It's not. You know, we, we will do anything to protect our families. Like I say, God doesn't want us to be angry or hateful, but righteous indignation, different story. Doesn't want us to be offensive. Defensive protecting your families, different story. And uh, I know um, everyone here that lives in this town will do everything they possibly can in order to protect their loved ones. I'm here to look at Bob. Yeah. He's like, my hand's raised. I'm like, Bob, I know. I trust you, brother. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't venture on your property mm-hmm. without calling you first and then waving a big flag. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, next we got, and this is, once again, we live in this weird woke world. Um all birds named after white people will now be renamed for racial justice. Oh my goodness. <laughs> racial justice. Wait, what birds are named after white people? I don't know, but there was a list that I found earlier, um, and I can't find it now. It was on a uh, plastic girl, and she went through and gave a couple of more names of different birds. Um, one of them would be the, uh, was it the Michelle Obama woodpecker? Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> By the way, we have eagles all over the place in Kentucky now. They've spread. They were just in western Kentucky, but uh, three people caught video of them up on my house last week. Oh, wow. So now they've spread out east. Yeah, I saw one um, here Did the you? other day. Yeah, awesome. like, like when I was heading down my main road. What about Blue Jays, flight work, Mary? They will now be called Black Jays. That's right. No more Blue Jays. They will be called Black Jays. The George Busher. <laughs> nice. Um, 
So yeah, this is where this is how crazy they are. They're having to rename everything, and apparently, birds—they're not left alone either. Man, they watch it. They're gonna—they're gonna get rid of the eagle. They're gonna have to rename white snakes band too. Yep, they're gonna have to rename a lot of things. The white stripes. They'll, they'll go after anything. They'll go after the white-tailed deer. Oh yeah, yeah man. that's definitely racisms. Yeah, exactly. Blue, blue is only racist because it's not black. That's right, Matt. I hate to break it to you, man. Blue is racist. Right. So what about a red herring? Does that I'm, fall under Indian category? Yeah, look at that, man. No no more red skin herrings. Yeah. We're going to have to call them the commanders. <laughs> It'll now be called the commander. The guardians. Yeah, the guardians. The Cleveland guardians now. <laughs> man, what a trip, man. What a world. Nothing, nothing is is sacred any longer. You know, Indians protested them changing the name of the Redskins to the Commanders. Oh, they did. They wanted to go back. They're like, yeah. no, man, we we it's like ridiculous. that. Yeah. It was it's an honor for them. Yeah, uh, Terry Lynn, um, Livin and I watched 1984 uh, last week. First time she had gotten to see the original make of that movie. You know, and it's it's crazy when you go through and you watch it, and you're like, yep, here we go. It's she because her first question was, are they all in prison? And I'm like, technically, no. But yeah, you right. know, because it did. It looked like a big old, dirty old town prison system. If you guys haven't seen it, it's a good one. I actually preferred uh, um, Brave New World uh, movie more than the 1984 movie. Um, they're both really. It was just, yeah, it was a little better done. I think it was. It was done in the 80s. So or, or, no, it was done. Uh, no, in the late 80s or early 90s. So it was a little bit more. Had a uh, Leonard Nimoy. Little bit um, higher budget than 1984, yeah. but still 1984 was great. So if you I haven't seen if it, the, the book was great. Exactly, Mary. Speaking of movies, um, uh, what's the organization that Ben Shapiro and Michael Knowles and all those? What's their uh, What's their company? I don't know. I can't think of what it's called right now. I'm sure somebody in chat will know. But they are making a Snow White, and their Brett Cooper is going to be the star. Really? Yeah. And it's going to be actually a white person playing Snow White. Well, you heard about the the, the one that they were working with Disney. Um, they ended up trashing the whole movie. They're refilming it from beginning Daily to Wire. end. Daily Wire, thank you, Truth. That's the Daily Wire, thank you. Yeah, the uh, they they scrapped the Snow White because the girl people hated her so oh, much yeah. that they ended up scrapping the entire film got rid of the actress and they're starting it over and they're actually doing a rewrite because people didn't like the fact that they were changed. I think they're going back to Dwarves Devo instead of mystical creatures. I think that's what they were calling them. Um, that's right. No more transvestite, um, no more transvestite elves. Right. That are <laughs> six feet tall. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, they were six feet tall. Exactly. DJ Shaw go woke, go broke. And that's happening more and more and more. Um, healthy fat Seahawks, man. They're going to get rid of them, too. And Marvel is hurting right now. Was that? Oh, yeah, Marvel, all of them. Disney, uh, Marvel, anything I that Disney it. has bought. Like, even Star Wars went, like, super woke. Oh, Star Wars. You know, Wars, I can't I even, I don't even enjoy Star Wars anymore. anymore because, you know, unless they get rid of Mark Hamill, who I can't stand, um, I just can't watch him anymore, man. I, and I won't watch any of the new ones or any of the new TV shows that they're putting on. I just, I, I won't support Disney. Let them, let them die. Let them fall. Um. So hopefully this keeps us going. We're not on Zoom, so it shouldn't affect us too much. And I just loaded the new Telegram instead of Telegram Lite on my computer. Right. So hopefully we run, don't have any issues anymore. But I want to play this one for you real quick. And this one's about the economy. And I can't remember this guy's name, but he's the Asian guy. Super smart. I can't remember. This guy has written so many books. He is one of the smartest people when it comes to making money, economy, and so forth. He's kind of a jerk. 
know what I'm saying? He's got no patience and no tolerance. Not Jackie Chan. <laughs> not Jackie Chan. <laughs> um, but listen to what he's saying about the economy. America is going to be the poorest country in the world starting now. You're going to see the biggest crashes happening right now. So that's good for me because the price of gold and silver go up. So this time I went to the slums of Mumbai. What shocks most people is America never had slums like that. Mm. Today, slums are everywhere across America. The slums of Mumbai are spreading across America. So the big shift is Russia, China versus America, Europe. The Chinese are threatening to shift the yuan to gold. And if they do that, U.S. dollar collapses. If that happens, America goes. So that's why I've been saying this is trash. It's commodities, silver and gold. So being a capitalist, I own gold mines and I own silver mines. So when the dollar crashes, I get richer. And that happens time and time again. That's going to happen now. It's the biggest battle in history going on today and the dollar is going to lose i have to agree with him no he's completely right and i true patriot i do believe his last name is chang i didn't want to say that because like there's so many changs if you've ever worked uh if you ever worked graduations for an asian school like i had many many times like you're stuck on chang for like uh 20 minutes you're like man how many changs are in this school um yeah so it's definitely one of those it's just like it's like Smith here. Right. Like I'm looking for a Robert Smith. Oh, there's like 50 of them right here, you know? Um, but yeah, he's dead on. He's right. Gold, silver, and better commodities, things that'll keep you alive, food. Um, I would even recommend tobacco. Tobacco is highly tradable. Coffee, if you don't drink it, alcohol. highly tradable. Alcohol, if you don't drink it, Not only highly tradable. for drinking, for wound infection cleaning. Uh, it can take care of your mouth if you have <clears throat> mouth infections. Yes. Exactly. So get these things. Debo, I was going there right there. Get your pew pews. Get your freedom seeds and your freedom spreaders. Um, yeah, rolling tobacco for sure. I mean, these things are, are highly tradable. Toilet paper. You know Precious what I'm saying? Precious metals, lead. These things are going to be worth Press. a whole lot more weed seeds. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you. I'm telling you, you if uh, weed seed and, and hemp seed sprouts are the most nutritionally dense sprouts you can yep. eat. Yep, CBD. Um, get get these things. Like I said, guys. Um, that's one great thing, and I'll, I'll give you a little a little hint. Um, not many. Okay, many states marijuana, CBD, things like that are illegal to grow. You can't harvest them yourself. However, seeds are legal in most states. You can order them offline. You can get them sent to your house because it's considered a com a like a a joke package. Right. Yeah. They they look at it like a a com like a little joke package. So. You can legally order seeds off of line to get them. Like I said, these are also highly tradable things, especially CBD. Which hemp is, seeds you can get in very large yeah, quantities. Hemp seeds, exactly. So I know most states won't allow you to grow them, but these things right here will come in high value and trade. And CBD is definitely something that you want to have um, because it's got so many medicinal um, aspects to right. it. So, you know, do a little bit of research. And the great thing about, um, about CBD and, and things like that is if you've got – no green thumb, you can still grow. It is things. so easy. It's to like grow. basil or oregano. You drop some seeds in the ground, and they they do the job themselves. The big so. issue, the uh, first guy that tried to eradicate marijuana in the states had was uh, his direct quote to the director of the DEA at the time when they had just formed was, "This stuff grows wild up and down the riverbanks. There is no way we could possibly eradicate it." Of course, they did, but yes, and Matt and Hev, um. Logically and physically, yes, you'll even be able to grow CBD. Legally, 
I've already checked my laws and, and they're not cool yeah, with it right here in our, in our state. Right yeah, they're not, they're not, yeah, exactly, exactly. So be sly, I guess. Um, but like I said, it's also a good thing, especially CBD. There's so many medicinal values. I mean, everything from helping you with cancers from, um, yes, Cameron's you. on board for, for legalized and recreational. Yeah, exactly. For recreational? I believe so. No, medicinal wow. is already going to infect in 2025 in Kentucky. Interesting. Well, we yeah. got to get, get um, him in for other reasons than that. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, that's one thing I just find to be ridiculous. You know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm like kind of a libertarian in that aspect. Um, you know, I don't support, you know, especially hard drugs and stuff like that, but you know, as adults, you should be able and to never make those for decisions. Kids, right? never yeah. For kids. Never for kids. It's no different than alcohol. Right. 21 years old, when you're old enough to make these decisions yourself, um, go for it, you know, but other than that, definitely not kids. Cause that's one of the big things that I have. The, the, that's my, my big downfall that, that I, you know, when it comes to especially like marijuana and stuff like that, I know a lot of people go both ways on it, but there's so many medicinal, you know, aspects to there it. Is. Um, and I know a lot of people that don't have natural, um, natural hunger, natural appetite. So they use it, people that can't sleep. So there's so many different things that it can be used for. But one thing that I am anti is any kid under the age of 21 using it. And I'll tell you why, because it slows down the productivity of your brain. Right. And our brains don't stop developing until we're 26 years old. But by the time you're 21, it's almost fully developed. You're just developing a little bit more. But when a 15 or a 16 year old or 17 year old is smoking marijuana, it you know, we don't, we don't the uh, development of the synaptic connectors between hemispheres of the brain. Exactly. And the last thing you want to do is have another generation of kids that don't want to leave the video game controller or the television right. or the couch. And, and um, I've actually seen that. That's one of the bigger issues with it is the mixing of the marijuana and the constant sitting at the games. Yeah. For kids. It's, it's really troubling for them. Yeah, exactly. We don't need a lazy society. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. for those of you that do smoke, don't judge whatsoever um be responsible right um so next uh justin you know i told you about the hezbollah is releasing they released their final teaser because they're going to be giving a highly anticipated speech on whether they will join the war and that will be tomorrow so we will be definitely talking about this tomorrow with douglas um this is the first time that hezbollah releases teasers for a speech making this very concerning um these are the thoughts and i believe this one came from a. Uh, World War III info battlefield research. Clash is accelerating. Teasers, um, various hints that they will escalate. Iran and their proxies hinting of a surprise. Lebanese schools are closing. Airport evacuation plans are in process. Prime Minister preparing for war and a last-ditch effort to reach a peace deal. And most importantly, the leak we mentioned yesterday, Iran and Hezbollah warned the U.S., that if the war doesn't pause tomorrow, Hezbollah is joining. And you got to really wonder who's funding the Hezbollah guys. Soros. You know, it's not a country. It's not uh, Palestine. Soros, well, I mean, it's not Iran. Hezbollah itself isn't a country. It's yeah, kind of like a, ISIS, where it was a conglomerate of yeah, it'd be like anti-fighters or Black right. Lives Matter, except they're well, I guess these guys are t typically terrorist organizations too, right? Um, they're just haven't been, well, yes, they have, they've been trying to blow up cop cars and they burnt right. buildings down. So, Hey, I'm wrong. They're all a bunch of terrorist organizations. Um, so, uh, you've got more and more plane activity, boats activity, Taiwan, um, that thing's whole escalating. Um, there's a lot of saber rattling going on. So, you know, we're going to be looking at multiple, uh, in hockey, we call them skirmishes. 
happening at one time. And uh, guys, just be prepared for it because there's no way in the world. I don't care what director of the FBI, Ray, tells you that we're going to avoid this coming to our country. It's going to happen. Keep your head on a swivel. Um, I suggest getting used to carrying your freedom spreader on your side. Um, If you don't have one, carry a bat. Just make sure that at all times you've got something to protect yourself. Men that are out there, keep your wives and your girlfriends safe. Keep your children safe. Don't let them go anywhere after 6 o'clock. When the sun starts going down, if they have to go do an errand, do it yourself or go with them. Um, Like I said, you know, God put us on this earth for many reasons, but one of those is to protect the ones that we love. So um, we need to start taking care of the business. We need to take care of our families. Don't let your ladies or your children go out after a certain time, not even if they're armed. Like I said, we got to do what we can to protect them and keep them safe. So do everything that you possibly can. So um, this is interesting too. So this is yesterday or the 21st of October. My contacts in the DOD say that the White House is drafting an executive order to call for a new military draft orders, males to 18 to 26. So it was 26. Military services will become mandatory or go to jail. So this would be just basically like any draft. So the executive order is already written. It's just waiting for President Biden's um, order to execute. So that's coming as well. And and they're not pushing this stuff, you know, because they're, you know, want to train our guys to go ride unicorns. Right. You know, th- this, th- this is real. And if you're watching all the little things that are happening, um, a lot of those things are pointing to an escalation. And it's, it, it's coming. And it was part of the plan. I mean, it was part of Obama's plan. It's part of the, uh, the overall takedown of America plan is to spread our military so thinly that uh, an invasion would be possible. Holy moly. It's already 1145, man. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm just going to skip the rest of the news. I'm going to say this one real quick, and then we're going to get on the humility. Man, this dog went by quick. So check this out, guys. FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried is not going to be freed very long. You like that pun? I like it. Um, He has been found guilty on all charges, including multiple counts of fraud, conspiracy, and money laundering. His sentence could be a maximum of 115 years in prison, but as Liv and I discussed earlier, he'll get a $5,000 fine and 20 hours of community service. And he looks like a perfect fall guy. No, he does. He does. And um, I say exactly, bye-bye. And uh, I'm hoping that uh, that he ends up ratting some people out, you know, because of this. So, um, you know, in order, I'd be okay with him getting a reduced sentence to rat out some of the bigger people. Because remember, a lot of his money was donated to the Democrat Party. Yeah, he's he's uh, lower on the totem pole for sure. Exactly. And then finally, election fraud now being exposed across our country, Connecticut, New Jersey, Michigan, Arizona, Democrat woman was convicted for harvesting ballots in a mail ballot collection scheme and so forth. So there are multiple examples right now of people being held accountable for corruption in elections. Well, now we need to go backwards and start showing people the real fraud, the real elections. And I think Trump's about to do that in his court case as well. So I'm going to hand the mic over to uh, John. Um, we're going to get into spend the last 15 minutes. Man, time got away from me. Um, the next, last next 10 minutes. And we're going to talk about humility and the importance of being humble. And he actually brought something to the table to read you guys. So I'm going to let him take it away. I did. I did. So, uh, you know, it's something we talk about a lot in our chat rooms. And uh, 
I, I think it's important to understand how to practice becoming humble because it is a practice start. It isn't something um, most people are just born with. It comes from time, it comes from wisdom, and it comes from actually working to become humble in everything you do. Um, but I think it's, I think being humble is one of the key aspects that makes people a good leader. And I, I think we lack leadership in this country, obviously. And I think uh, a lot of that is because we don't teach people how to be humble anymore. So I wanted to read a couple things. Um, why is humility good? And then I want to read a couple tips for how to cultivate humility in, in, in ourselves. Um, just a little excerpt from an article here. Why is humility good? So when I meet someone who radiates humility, my shoulders relax, my heart beats a little more quietly, and something inside me lets go. Why? Because I know that I am being fully seen, heard, and accepted for who I am, warts and all. A precious and rare gift that allows our protective walls to come down. Truly humble people are able to offer this kind of gift to us because they see and accept their own strengths and limitations without defensiveness or judgment. And I think that's super important. Um, I think we see a lot of that. We, we see a lot of defensiveness. Um, we see a lot of standoffishness because people aren't always willing to accept their own limitations and their own failability, which we all obviously have. Yeah. I mean, all of us, you know, it's not something that's easy to get over. Um, but this kind of self-acceptance self emerges from grounding one's worth in our instinctive values as human beings rather than things such as six-figure salaries, the body of a movie star, climbing the corporate ladder, or the number of friends on Facebook we have. Instead, humble people place high value on more meaningful things that benefit others, such as noble qualities. <clears throat> um, I'm going to skip a little. If Gandhi is an example of what a humble leader can accomplish, then society serves to benefit from this kind of governance. Consider, and you could put Christ in there instead of Gandhi as well. Um, consider what the researchers of the quiet ego, a construct similar to humility, suggest what happens when we gain control of our ego. We become less likely to act aggressive, manipulate others, express dishonesty, destroy resources. Instead, we take responsibility and correct our mistakes and listen to others' ideas and keep, their, keep our abilities in a humble perspective. Who wouldn't want that kind of leadership for our country, right? Lead like Jesus. I mean, exactly. If, if we stand in that place, it's a lot easier to lead others. That is for sure. Mm -hmm. So real quick here, I'm going to go over the tips for, a, for cultivating your humility. Uh, and, and these are scientifically based ways that you could start doing so. Um, these have been studied by psychologists. So embrace your humaneness. For many, when we fail at something that is important to us, a job or relationship, for example, our self-esteem plummets because we've tied our self-worth to those things. All of a sudden, we become bad or unworthy people, and it can be a long road to recovery. Not so for people with humility. As stated earlier, their ability to withstand failure or criticism comes from their sense of intrinsic value of being a human rather than outer means, obviously. So when they fail at a task or don't live up to expectations, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with them. It just means that they are human like the rest of us. It just means you have to practice more and try harder. And, and that's what it really comes down to. So in that, the practice mindfulness, to, to practice mindfulness and self-compassion. In recent years, mindfulness and self-compassion have been linked to greater psychological resilience and emotional well-being. 
And I can't imagine developing humility without them. According to scientists, hum I, I hate that phrase. <laughs> I know, scientists. <laughs> like ever since COVID, I can't stand that phrase. But I, I think that uh, the evidence of this is pretty self-evident. I don't think that somebody really needs to explain it to you from a scientific perspective on how this stuff particularly works. Uh, but humble people have an accurate picture of themselves, both their faults and their gifts, mm -hmm. which helps them to see what might need changing within. Obviously, if you think you're perfect, you're not going to change the things that are imperfect in you. And yeah, nobody it, is perfect. No, no. Step one is being aware. Right. So when you, when you make an egotistical comment or a prideful remark, you instantly go, oh, crap, I just made an egotistical comment or a prideful remark. That's step one. Um, and then bit by bit, eventually you realize you're not doing it any longer. Right, because you're, you're, you're aware of it before you say it yeah. at that point. You're already thinking ahead, hey, if I say this, what is this going to look like? It's almost like managing public relations to manage yourself in a humble way. Um, so once we accept what needs changing, then we can start the process of transformation. I love the saying by a wise sage, if you are in a dark room, don't beat the darkness with a stick, rather turn on the light. Pretty, pretty right, makes nice. sense, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> in other words, just gently and patiently replace a negative thought or action with a positive one. And over time, we may not even recognize the person we were before when we were thinking in the negative. Um, it's just, yeah, it's like practicing anything else. It's like practicing to learn how to play guitar. Yeah, it's, it's even one of those things too, where I cringe myself often because, you know, being on this show, um, when I'm telling a story, you use the words me and I, because you're the one involved in the story, but I don't even like saying the words me and I anymore. You know right. what I'm saying? Like it, it's one of those things that I become conscious of. I've just got to figure out another way to say it. To make it not about To make it not about, exactly, exactly. Right. right so. Very cool. Um, and like, like we were saying, you, after you practice this for a while, you're not even going to recognize you before because that's not going to be the same person. It's just like when Christ changes your heart. And we want Christ to change our heart in this way. We want to be humble. We want to, we want to come before the Father humbly. Um, so one of the things that uh, is really good about that is expressing gratitude. And I think it's real important to uh, be grateful every day that you just get to wake up and breathe. It is such a blessing to be able to experience life just every day, that that is enough to be grateful for every day, that you get to wake up and breathe every day. So expressing gratitude, saying thank you means that we will recognize the gifts that come into our lives, and as a result, acknowledge the value of other people. Very simply, gratitude can make us less self-focused and more focused on those around us a hallmark of a humble person. And that's exactly why Christ taught us to do so, because then we can start recognizing the value of other people and not necessarily their faults. Yes. So um, a recent study found that gratitude and humility are mutually reinforcing. I'll read that again. A recent study found that gratitude and humility are mutually reinforcing. So they both reinforce each other when you are in that place. Expressing gratitude can induce humility in us, and humble people have a greater capacity for conveying gratitude. Both gratitude letters and gratitude diaries were used in the study. Easy to perform practices that are described in greater detail on Greater Good and Action website. And I'll drop a link to that in 
Yeah, or please I'll send do. Yeah, a link so yeah I'll send a living link, and then she can it. post it up in uh, RKC. Absolutely. So perhaps the key to humility is seeing life as a journey towards cultivating these qualities, the ones that bring out the best in ourselves and others, and make this world a better place. And this journey is not just for the average person, but one of many of our greatest leaders have embarked upon. To close with words of one who knew humility, Nelson Mandela. <laughs> As I've said, the first thing is to be honest with yourself. You can never have an impact on society if you have not changed yourself. Great people, great peacemakers are all people of integrity, of honesty, and of humility. And I think that uh, we can see that our nation is not run by humble people at the moment. No, not whatsoever. And like I said, is even even we 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 make you know we we're conscious of it now. You know, so we catch ourselves off before it comes out of our mouth. Like I said, I've got to find other words other than than I <clears throat> and me when I'm telling stories. So from now on, um. Jijim is going to pray. So no, Jijim <laughs> self. <laughs> it's it's it really is crucial though um, that we work to teach others how to be humble as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it 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 is. It's it it takes you closer to Christ when you are a humble person. You know, and it's one thing too is that we grow up, especially growing closer to God, because. Scripture mentions many, many, many examples of, you know, being humble, leading to humble. One of my favorites right here, Proverbs 11, 2, dealing with yes. humility. When pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. Um, I absolutely love that. That is awesome. But what blew up? He dropped his phone again <laughs> yeah. because he, he's Butterfingers tonight. <laughs> I, got, I got nowhere. I just got my pockets. And I got sweatpants on, so everything falls out of them. He dipped his hands in butter and then came back to the show. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, it's one of those things, too. Is that, Like I said, the closer you become God, the better relationship you have. You realize, once again, there's humility right then and there. What we were talking about last night is what do we do when when something is accomplished that we set forth? We, we give God the credit. You know right. what I'm saying? So there's humility right then and there is recognizing that everything that we accomplish on this earth is actually our heavenly father working through us. So throw in credit where credit's due. That's our heavenly father. Absolutely. You know, um, I had a, a big smack. God had to smack me down. I was, I was, I was never an arrogant person, but, um, I, I did enjoy 25,000 people standing up after I put intro videos up at these sure. hockey games. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, one time, and boy, this is when my SmackDown came up because I knew I knew how it went. I would release a new intro video, and then you'd have twenty five thousand people instantly get on their feet and start woo woo, you know, and cheering. Right. And one day, I said, "Rise!" I I said, "Rise!" because I knew everybody was about to hop to their feet. Man, I got a SmackDown. Yeah, big old SmackDown. He took my job away from me. Thank you, Father. I'm thanking you for that right. because it was the greatest thing that ever happened to my life. But I did. I felt like a rock star. Um, everyone knew who I was. They they knew the redheaded kid that walked around with the cameras and doing the intro videos and working with the teams. And I did. I, I didn't get I never made anybody feel like they were less than me or that I was doing something right. better. Um, but I did um needed a little smackdown, you know, for God to remind me, like, look, I gave you these talents, you know what I'm saying? Give right. me the cred. And and for you to say rise and got everybody up on their feet, like, uh-uh. And then I did God voice that one time on the show and, and all my equipment started falling apart. Like I said, 
God gives you those little reminders. Um, in my case, he took what I thought was the greatest job I ever had away from me. A lot of the people that I hung out with, but I realized that it was actually one of the greatest gifts I ever had. How, because, long, how long did it take you to realize? Because it's usually not instant. Oh, no, no. It, after I got let go, I think I lived in my pity party for mm-hmm. about six months. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, right. you know, because here I am, I finally got to where I that wanted so to be. so good, though. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. then he gave me Payne's Angels, and he gave me Kilted Christian eventually, and he pulled me closer and closer to him, which I lacked in my life. Um, gave me, took away poison from my life, the people that claimed to be my friends, and ended up giving me a family of people that absolutely love me as much as I love them. We support each other. They bring God into my life more and more every single day. So what seemed like a punishment ended up being a blessing. And that's that's one reason why I really hate the uh, celebrity draw that people have in them. Yeah. Because, and I've gotten over that because so fortunately— yeah. Working with celebrities as long as I have in movies, um, basketball, hockey, and so forth, there's one thing you realize really quick. And I'm part of my French. You're either a good person or an asshole. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they're they're human. You know what they I'm saying? Are. So I've I've come to appreciate those good people that I that I met during there. But you know, and all I, in all, they're just they're people just like us. They're no better than we are. They just have the ability to throw a ball in a hoop or hit a puck into it. And net. I do give them a little bit of grace because of the fact that they might have 50, 60,000 people screaming their names at one time. Yeah, but here's a warning. But God will take it away. That's right. You still got to be humble. So it, it's a hard it's a hard place for them to be, I'm sure. Yeah, see, Mary says I found that in Shemin. Shemaine's a great example. Of that yeah, so is, is so is Ted. Ted you know, is as well. Ted, Ted's a little less humble than, but but the thing is, though, is he still a good guy with he's a great humble. great he's heart? He's just very outspoken. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, Shemaine is a very loving, very humble person, and that's the thing is that we have to be that way. So as far as those actors that have millions of fans that are following them and and giving them high praise and so forth. Those fans also need to come come to reckon to, something, and, and that's idolatry. Yes, it's a it's a big problem because that idolatry creates lack of humbleness in a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. And then as far as those actors, you know what actors I appreciate the most are the ones that don't care. The Keanu, the Reeves, Keanu Reeves. He's the, the, he's always at the top. Of the my uh, list. Denzel Washingtons. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Those are the people um, that that you, know, you really appreciate. That um, a quick story before we go in the prayer. When I was working for the Spurs, um, uh, Morgan Freeman had a son, or excuse me, a grandkid who was playing in that basketball game. I was, uh, that night, um, I was on the floor doing camera work. So we're sitting right underneath the the baskets. And I had a six foot seven, like 200 pound basketball player, like fall on me. And I fell backwards onto this man's lap which was Morgan Freeman, who was sitting right really? behind the goal. Yeah. So, um, and he looked down at me and he goes, do I know you? <laughs> and, and, uh, I was like, actually, yeah, we, we worked together on a film and he was like, I knew that I knew you. So he, he remembered, he remembered. um, and like I said, of all the people, think about how many people would come across and he just remembered some, I mean, well, I mean, I wasn't wearing my kilt that night cause they wouldn't let me wear my kilt to work, but I was when I was working on the movie sets. Sure. Uh, took me out to dinner that evening and all night long, 
what did he talk about? He talked about what I asking me questions about what I had been doing, you know, and so, so forth. not you about himself. So it wasn't about himself. You to be eating dinner it, with him, exactly, which is a very rare in that industry because the majority of the people that I've worked with in my lifetime on film, especially, weren't humble people. You know who whatsoever. else is like that? Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. Yes, he he is just well, like that. Willie Nelson. But he's he, a breed of his own. Yeah, he's definitely a breed of his own. <laughs> he is. So, uh, guys, it's 12.03 um, Eastern Time. I'm going to go ahead and do a little prayer, get you guys out to uh, the next shows that are available. And I'm not sure what's going on where this evening, but uh, I know you'll find them. So, everybody, please bow your head. Let's get into a little bit of prayer warfare. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you again for another day. Dear Lord, you are so kind to give me this day. And if you give us tomorrow, dear Lord, let us stand up and utilize it to the best that we can. Let us serve you in the greatest ways, dear Lord. Let's make our days about you, not about ourselves. Dear Lord, let's let go of the ego. When we have an egotistical comment or a prideful remark, dear Lord, remind us instantly, preferably before it even comes out of our mouth. But dear Lord, if it comes out of our mouth, let us repent. Let us apologize for that, dear Lord, and then correct ourselves in a humble way. Dear Lord, serving you is one of the greatest and humbling things that we can possibly do. And sometimes, dear Lord, we we ask you, why? Why did you do this? Why did you put this into my life? Why are you punishing me, Father? But if we just take a moment, just a moment, we'll realize that everything that God puts in our lives is a gift. It's a blessing in disguise. Sometimes he's strengthening us. Sometimes he's giving us more courage. Father, when we pray for things, it's not always what we're looking for, but it's what you needed to bring into our lives, dear Lord. So thank you. There's no better way to learn humility than to be humble. There's no better way to gain strength than giving us opportunities to strengthen ourselves, putting us in the situations dear Lord, where we develop our courage. What is courage, Father? Courage is taking the fear that we all have at some point, but working through it, dear Lord, and you give us that ability. Dear Lord, we are still humans. And we have a long ways to go, dear Lord. But with your guidance, your love, and you watching over us, we're going to get through this just fine. And I thank you, dear Lord, because we are all works in progress. And we need you more and more every single day. Father, as we head into these chaotic times, I ask that you give us the wisdom and discernment that we need. Dear Lord, let us serve you by helping others. Let us watch out for others, even over ourselves, Father, but let us always keep ourselves focused on that kingdom so that we're developing a stronger relationship with you every day. Dear Lord, the devil is working in our lives right now, trying to distract us, trying to deceive us and do everything he can from fulfilling our missions. Dear Lord, on those days, I ask that you remove the evil and the temptations from our lives so that we can set forth. Dear Lord, if it needs to be in our lives, let us strengthen ourselves through the adversity. Let us become better people, better servants. Let us learn those lessons, dear Lord. Let us never wag a finger at you, asking you why, what are you doing, dear Lord? Let us just say, yes, Father, and then take the time to learn what you were giving us, dear Lord, because you are always watching out for us. Dear Lord, we're all on our separate missions, but for the same big mission, and that is this this war of good and evil that we just can't see. So I ask, Father, that you lift that veil up more and more every day for those of who are watching, those of who are looking at that veil. And dear Lord, let us spread what we see underneath that veil. Dear Lord, if you want to give us prophecy or prophet, allow us to prophesy, let us use it in a way to where it's bettering our lives and helping other people. Not claiming to be prophets, dear Lord, but just exampling the words that you give to each one of us. Let us learn more and more every single day how to listen. Some days are harder than others, Father, but dear Lord, on those days where we start to sow a little bit of doubt, 
I ask that you just give us that one thing in our lives which strengthens our faith. Because sometimes that lack of faith is what ultimately gives us more faith in the future. And I've seen it over and over again, Father, and preachers, people that are way more connected to Scripture than I am. But Father, I ask for myself and for everyone here that you let us become better acquainted with Scripture, have a better understanding. Let us learn what we are put here for, dear Lord, and stand up and rise to that occasion to serve our missions the way that we can, the best that we possibly can, to the lessons that you give us. Dear Lord, I know that you chose every single one of us to be alive in this time for this very reason, and I thank you for that. But dear Lord, just continue to give us everything that we need to fill up our artillery bags, dear Lord, to have everything that we possibly need. Let us pray more and more every single day. Let us repent nonstop, dear Lord, for the mistakes that we're never going to make, dear Lord, but we're working to get past that as we try to be as Christ-like as we possibly can. Dear Lord, I thank you for loving us, having the patience with us, and trusting us enough to be able to set us off on these missions. And I thank you, Father, most of all, for carrying through and being with us every step of the way, from the beginning of this race to the end of this finish line. Dear Lord, thank you for everything you have blessed us with, and we love you with all of our hearts. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name we pray. Amen. Amen. And let me tell you guys something. That Duncan's prayers are always off the cuff. They're absolutely incredible. I appreciate that. You know, I and I, I rarely I don't ever write prayers down or anything. I it's, just it's, I, it's, I and you guys can't see me because we're not on video, but my hands are going all over the place and like I feel like a preacher at a podium. But it's always related um, to the show's tie. It's it's very well done, brother, and I appreciate them every day. I appreciate that. And I, I literally one of my favorite things in the world to do is pray. Um, my mother loves my prayers as well, and I, and I thank God specifically for the gift to be able to absorb and listen to what He's trying to tell me. Because yeah. there's very few shows that I do on my own accord because I'm like, hey, this would be a great topic. God speaks, and I'm just learning more and more how to listen. Um, but a big part of that is because of you, because you guys give us so many different topics and, and the comments that you bring to us. And like I said, this is a collaborative effort. That's the reason that I say that this show is not about the people on the microphones. This is the show that's brought to us by an entire family. It is. And um, usually it's, it's not us coming up with the topics. It's, it just hit me on the way down here to do the humble thing. No, exactly. Like, like I said, God always speaks. It's, it's, it's always there. Sometimes it's last minute, but some <laughs> right. of those shows end up going through with the least effort. Like, I mean, I literally looked up and was like, oh my goodness, we got to get the show's topic on tonight. But um, man, MSM Liars, John, absolute pleasure to have you sitting right here next to me. We're going to be going on a camping trip here um, at some point here soon. I'm about looking, two weeks, two, two and a half weeks. About two and a half weeks, and I'll be taking a day to do that, so I'm looking forward to doing that. Looking forward to the little prayer we're going to have with Matt and Heaven. and I'll be getting to you guys on this uh, very, very soon as well. Um, like I said, there's some exciting, chaotic times, but exciting times because we know how this all ends, and we've got nothing to worry about. No fear, no anxiety, no stress, no nothing. Just keep on smiling, knowing that God's got our back. We're going to be all right, but Blessing to have you on, man. Um, next Thursday, very good possibility. It'll be me, MSM Liars, John, um, Boilerman, and Dustin Nemos. Um, and if Livin can fit, yeah, sure, we'll have room for the microphone. So Livin will be here too. Um, so this is going to be exciting. It's kind of weird not having her sit next to me. I, I bet. You know, I mean, no offense, man, but you're just not as pretty as she is. I was wondering when you went different and kissed me earlier what was going <laughs> I on. I know, man. I was like, whoa, that's right. That's <laughs> wrong girl. <laughs> But uh, I want to thank you for joining me tonight, Livin. I know you're sitting out in the living room uh, chatting it up and keeping the chat going, so I thank you so much, and we love you. And uh, I want to thank all of you here. 
You guys are so amazing. You are a great family. The family's getting bigger and bigger. This is God's army and it's just getting stronger and stronger. And you guys are amazing. I appreciate absolutely everything that you do because we are the cogs in this beautiful machine that God created to, to win this war. And uh, every one of us are standing up to the cause. So God bless you all. I love you very, very much. Thank you for watching Kilted Christian episode 476 with MSM Liars live at Casey Studio. You have one you want to say something? I was just going to I was going to second what you just said about about the family here. It's an amazing group of people. You guys are awesome and I love you all. Yeah. Like just you you put a fire in me that I know man. I it's like get everybody keeps else. that fire lit. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone keeps that fire lit. But guys, have an absolutely beautiful night. We'll be back tomorrow for Kilted Christian episode 477. Man, we're going to be at 500 soon. Crazy. And that'll be with Douglas. And it's going to be a phenomenal episode. I'll tell you, you guys want to come chase some squirrels with us. Come to that show. I can promise you there'll be a whole lot of laughs, man, because uh, Douglas, Douglas cracks me up, man. Love that guy. So, guys, that being said, I love you very, very much. And I leave you with this. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light What so proudly we held At the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming And the rocket's bigger The bombs bursting in air Gave proof through the night That our flag was Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet Everyone have an absolutely beautiful rest of your night. Guys, just remember, fear not, stress not, let go of the anxiety. We are very fortunate to know how this ends. And you can find that in the very end of scripture. God wins. Jesus is coming back. One day we're going to be at home, but we have a mission in the meantime. So keep one foot in heaven. Keep one foot down here on this earth. And we need to do the deeds on earth as we do in heaven. Just continue to fight. Continue to pray every single day. Never cease prayer. Do what you can to protect those that can't protect themselves. We're going to get to this just fine. Hold that line. Guys, we love you very, very much. We'll see you tomorrow night for Kilted Christian episode 477 with Douglas. It's going to be great, guys. Have a beautiful evening, and God bless. <laughs>